Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of being aware of the culture. We have a special guest from an organization called Axis, and I'll be introducing her in just a moment. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to thank you for for all that you do as you listen and connect with us and as we try to encourage student ministry workers, both part-time, bivocational, volunteer, and and you full-time guys as well. Uh, We love you. We think about you often, and we pray for you. Well, I just want to thank CBC. They're our podcast partner. Central Baptist College of Conway is challenging, engaging, and inspiring. And if you're looking for a place to encourage your students to check out, that's the place. I'm a graduate of CBC myself, but my daughter is a student there. Um, I know a lot of people, but what I really like is is the staff of CBC. They're loving and kind, and they really want God's will to be accomplished in their students' lives. And so even if that means that CBC isn't the place for them, as I as I took my son to different places and visited colleges, that was a reoccurring theme. They wanted him to be where God wanted him to be. And so just check it out, cbc.edu. You can find out more about Central Baptist College and maybe even schedule a visit with them. And so just check them out again at cbc.edu. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about an organization that I came across a few years ago, uh, one that is just an encouragement to me and helpful. As I've talked with my co-host before, you guys that are listeners for a long time know I'm a little on the older side. Now, we don't have a video, so you can't see all the gray hair, uh, but I've been in ministry for about 30 years, and the culture is constantly shifting whether it's the music, the language, even the the mindset of students, I need help. And that's what Access is able to do. And so you can find that information at access.org. And our guest is going to tell us a little bit about that as we go along today so that you can get connected with them. Uh, But on today's podcast, we have Kelly Rankin. And Kelly, you're part of Access. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about the the ministry that you do with that organization. Hi, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, always a pleasure to talk about Access wherever I go. I'm really passionate about Access. And what I do is I'm partner relationship manager here at Access. Uh, I predominantly work with organizations, denominations, churches. I spend my days speaking with people such as yourself and pastors, bivocational pastors, talking about how access resources will help them in their ministry, uh, sort of be their research assistant, make their lives and jobs a little bit easier so they can focus on praying and and ministering, and we can focus on providing them information and resources for parents and themselves as they do their work. One of the things that I've really appreciated has been the parents' guides. Um, They are 
informational sets that have come out through PDFs that allow me as well as other parents to look at them and to find out information about certain topics. Um, there is a, an email newsletter. There's just a bunch of good stuff that we're going to get into today. And so I hope that you'll check it out and learn more about it, um, not just through this podcast, but through their website and, and all that they do. Well, Kelly, we want our listeners to to get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And so let me ask the the question, who invested in your life during your your teenage years? Who was that student pastor, student ministry worker, or maybe it was a coach, somebody that said, hey, you're important, God loves you, and has a plan for your life? Um, that's a great question. So for me personally, as a teenager, I really, I, I was not in a Christian home and I didn't have, um, I didn't go to church regularly, I should say. So for me personally, I had an aunt who kind of spoke into me spiritually about Jesus, about the Lord, um, and maybe less spiritually investing into me. I did have one teacher that I, I'm sure now as an adult looking back could see through, see through, me and identify what kind of uh, home I was from. And so that teacher really just sort of took extra time to work with me and, and talk with me and, and invest in me, make me feel like uh, I could do more and better. So I love hearing that. I love hearing people's stories and finding out who God was using during those teenage years, you know, as a podcast for student ministry workers, whether the full-time, part-time, bivocational volunteer, there are a lot of a lot of those volunteers out there that, you know, they're, they're trying and they maybe they are a t school teacher. Maybe they're a coach somewhere. Um, they just love students. And, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be the full gospel that you heard. But those encouraging words, knowing that somebody loved you and cared about you during those times because they're so pivotal. But Kelly, how, how did you end up at a place like Axis? What, mm -hmm. what led you to that that organization? Yeah, that's a that's also a really this is one of my more favorite questions to answer because it's just in my opinion kind of a cool story. So um, I had been teaching. I worked for Focus on the Family, um, which most of your or some of your listeners may have heard from. And I switched into teaching when I had kids, so I could be home. You know, like during those those great times of year and hours when they were home. And I was coming out of teaching and looking to get back into ministry and found access. I actually was not a user. I'm a little embarrassed about that, but I did find them and interviewed for a position. And I actually did turn it down because I just wasn't sure um, it was a great fit. But then I started using our resources and had a real strong change of heart and kind of went back to them crawling on my knees, um, you know, a little embarrassed and, and just said, Hey, is it too late for me to hop on? What you guys do is amazing. And and they they took me in still after saying <laughs> no thank you but uh yeah so it's kind of a cool story because um i wasn't familiar with the resources was offered the position became said no became familiar with the resources and at that time i had three teenagers i had 12 to 16 uh in my house and so just was an instant believer and and it really just sort of changed a lot about our home life and what we were doing and talking about with our kids so Blessing on on so many in so many ways. You you mentioned it. You, you weren't familiar with the resource, and I know that we do have listeners that probably haven't heard of Access before. Although me and my co-host talk about you quite a bit, mm -hmm. um, give us give us a just a broad picture of what Access is and does. So Access, we're a ministry, and we focus on the discipleship of the younger generation, and we do that through caring adults and. 
parents, obviously, they are the most influential for um, the younger generation, but oftentimes they they don't know what to do or where to go or where to turn. So they do find themselves turning to churches, pastors, teachers, uh, those people you've mentioned. We work with all of these caring adults. We have grandparent groups. We have people all over the place who are caring adults, not necessarily parents of a 15 or 16 year old right in that moment. And so, yeah, so what we do is we create resources. We have research team that researches culture and then the resources are created from that research. Um, and then obviously they they find themselves the, res- the resources on our website and they are available for people to download, use, read, watch, you know, whatever works for them and whatever resource grabs them in, in their time of need or planning. For me, the staple has been um, the culture translator email. Mm-hmm. Share a little bit about that. So the culture translator email, and, and I know you know this, um, but it comes out every Friday. It's a free resource that comes to your email and what that resource does. And by the way, this is by far and away our most popular resource. Yeah. It is by far and away <laughs> um, the the highest reviewed, watched, shared, all of those things. We focus predominantly on the top three things in culture that week. And when I say culture, just for clarification, we're talking like eight to 18 year olds. And there's a little bit of play in that age range. But if anybody listening or anybody out there is connected with someone in that age group, this is a resource for them. So whether you're a parent, teacher, pastor, um, it doesn't matter. So it's very, very current. So um, this week, it's Thursday right now. So Thursday at Access for our research and writing team is a shutdown day. You know, we don't do meetings with them. They're really diving in deep to the research they've done this week and then the writing that they're going to do for tomorrow when that uh, email comes out. So typically, we, I'm just going to give you a little bit of an example. We'll discuss something on Netflix, a new movie, a song. We'll, we'll uh, include lyrics to a song oftentimes. We will then connect that to scripture or the Bible. And we provide questions on how to have a conversation about those topics in that email. Um, you know, we've had politics, we've had racism. It, it really is dependent upon that week. I know that um, they will be creating that email like on a Monday and have to really shift gears if something comes up on Tuesday or Wednesday that really needs to take place and and be present in that email. So it's extremely current. It's extremely popular. I've had youth pastors say to me, um, bivocational youth pastors, I love the culture translator. One of the things that I do is I will get that email on Friday. I'll read it. And I'll be with my students on Sunday and I ask the questions that you all provide. And that is our time Mm -hmm. together. We can spend an entire hour talking about what is in that culture translator and you provide the questions. So I don't even have to worry about how to get a conversation started. So, and we provide, as I mentioned, biblical references. Um, We'll we'll come back to that and everything we do, everything is about scripture. That's where we, um, that's sort of how we start research and um, so it's really great to be able to help our pastors in a quick way if they need it, particularly that week. Maybe they're having a, a really busy week and they need something uh, to discuss with their group. So, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that that is something that you're using and reading. I really think that um, it's educational for everybody to just kind of know what's going on in culture because we all have a TV. We all have music. We all have um, we all know movies are out there. So it can be educational for everybody. It is. I mean, it's, there's just so much information. Um, a couple of things that have been helpful is is different phrases and words and slang um, that'll pop up. And then inevitably, I'll hear some of my students use that 
the next time I see them and I'm like, oh, wow, you guys, <laughs> you guys really did the research. And even here in Arkansas, um, those those same type of words are being used in phrases. And and I, I think that's in large part because of social media, um, YouTube, things that would take a while to get from the outside of our country to the inside now is a much shorter period of time. Where are you guys located at? Where's Axis's main headquarters? Yeah, we're located uh, in Colorado Springs. And right now we are headquartered and office uh, in a space in the focus on the family building, actually. Oh. But we are going to be moving into our own building, but still in Colorado Springs. Excellent, excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, one of the, the follow-ups to the Culture Translator is you've created some podcasts recently. Um, I know that I listened to two of them because they're, I believe, on the same feed. One is the Culture Translator podcast, which is essentially a audio version of that newsletter, which works out great for me as I'm exercising, walking the dogs, doing whatever I need to do. Uh, but the great follow-up is the roundtable where some of your staff get together and talk about those main topics. And they spend a lot, of, I mean, not a lot of time, but they, they go in more depth than just a, a short little article. How did those come to be? Actually, so one of the things we used to do here at Access is was called um, summit interviews, and we would, you know, find experts out in the Christian community who are, you know, really good at or really spend their time on one topic. And we used to record those via Zoom before this is before pandemic, before everything was done via Zoom, and it had this this strong following of caring adults who really wanted to hear, you know, what Preston Sprinkle had to say or what other experts had to say, and you know, um, just really hone in on that one. Yeah. Thing. Um, so obviously pandemic happened, everybody's zooming all the time. And it, we just needed to kind of catch up with what was, I guess, a little more current as far as what people were doing. And it was podcasts. And so, you know, the amount of people who are into podcasts is phenomenal. So we sort of made that shift into the podcast space, but same concept where we're interviewing people. And if you've listened to the roundtable, very often we are interviewing or Evan, um, who is the host, is interviewing an expert sort of on a topic. Right. And it's just that deep discussion on, you know, whatever that topic might be. So um, it's I've I've had the pleasure of being part of one of those. And um, yeah, they're just really interesting and they're really fun to do. And I always gain knowledge from whomever he's talking to. So, yeah, we also have one called The Deep Dive. And that is that's um, a podcast that's a little more uh, for like a parent or a youth pastor where we'll find something that week or in the last two weeks that's really, really current in uh, culture specifically, like the latest video game that's coming out or a movie or a song or an artist. Okay. And that entire hour will be specifically on that. So just a little bit, a little bit of a more of a niche group that will hear that one. But yeah. Where can we find a list of these different podcasts? If we're, yeah. you know, as, as a podcast and podcast listeners, uh, that's just a natural fit for our people. Where can they find that information? Yeah. So on our website, um, if you go to access.org and you go to resources for parents, there is a, a link that goes to the podcast. You can do that. Or of course, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So if somebody is into Spotify or Apple Music, you can find them there as well. 
Well, I've got to ask the big question. Why is the work that you guys do important? Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the numbers, if you read the statistics, if you do your research, you can, I think we all feel confident saying that the number of people in that Gen Z age range right now that are going to drop out of Christianity is quite phenomenal. So if you look at that, um, it screams, we need we need to reach this generation. The problem is, or I don't know if it's the problem, one of the obstacles that we're facing that's new to society is, right, the rectangle square, the rectangle in our pockets, the one that we always have with us that gives us unlimited access to anything we want. And those voices are stronger than um, maybe the voice at church or your parents' voice and and saying, this is what God wants. This is what the Bible says. But then, you know, your phone as a 15 or 12-year-old or 8-year-old even is saying so many other things, and it is a stronger voice. And as we mentioned, many of our resources address movies, TV, and music. And the reason is because that is a stronger voice. Um, for generations, teenagers prefer their music, and you know they're they're being influenced by that. So it's just this new generation where all of these things are at their disposal at any moment, at any time, and, and it's very loud. And um, so combined with that statistic, we just know our founders knew there had to be there had to be a way to maybe help parents or caring adults come alongside teenagers and Gen Z and, you know, create disciples of them by conversation. And that's really access is really what we're about. We're about conversation because we know, um, I don't want to call you old, Dan, but um, you are not in Gen Z, I'm assuming, and I'm not either. So we have to Far learn. Yeah. But, I mean, you I'm said not a boomer. I'm a Gen hair. X. So yes, um, I, I bet you're not as old as uh, you you describe yourself. So, anyways, we know you and I, right? Like we are probably not um, really concerned about certain shows on Netflix, and we don't understand why somebody would love those or watch those. But we might have a child or you know, student who is obsessed with one of those shows. Yeah. And so you have a choice as a caring adult to either come alongside them and have a conversation with them about that. Or maybe you want to go on like the more violent, angry side, silent side and do nothing. And so if you look mm. at those two options, best way to have that relationship and win, win someone for Jesus is, is the first option. Now, what's cool about Access is we don't expect that caring adult to go watch that show on Netflix and dive in because maybe you don't want to, right? Uh, Maybe that's really not your cup of tea and how you want to spend your time. So what you should do is go to Access.org, Google the name of the TV show, and you will learn everything you need to know about it and find questions to ask um, the teen or young person about it and even find scripture that might connect. You know, one of the things that I appreciate about the podcast and the email and and even that approach is that the information that, that you receive through Access isn't biased one way or the other. It's very much, here's what it is. It's very factual. And here are some questions where you can get a good conversation started. And I'm a Baptist preacher. My wife is a professional counselor. And so my two kids, it was talk or die in our house. I mean, we just talked about everything. And But I've learned, especially over this past decade, that we're kind of abnormal. Um, a lot of homes don't talk. Parents aren't talking to their children. And so these questions that you keep referencing are great starter conversations. You know, getting to know about a TV show that you don't necessarily want to watch. Maybe you don't have time to watch, but you know that that's being discussed 
in their school. It's being discussed maybe even in their youth group or wherever they're at. That was just fantastic. This whole idea of conversation mm-hmm. is just wonderful. So as a proponent of your resources, uh, just thank you. Thank you mm. for that. Mm, yes, you're welcome. And, you know, for youth pastors out there, you know, who are listening, the the thing that's great for them, as you mentioned, the slang, uh, we have a parent guide on slang and it's our most popular parent guide because the really fun thing to do, and I hear this story all the time, are pastors, parents less so, but pa- pa- youth pastors will kind of come up, get to know the slang and use it. You mentioned the ones we uh, list in the culture translator. Those are going to be real current. Use it. And it just blows, you know, students' minds. They're like, oh my gosh, how do you know this? And this is crazy. <laughs> and I just want to touch on real quick. You mentioned that we are, we don't pick a side necessarily. And it is the, I, I think it's one of the brilliant things about access is we don't pick a voice or a side. So in all of our resources, all of our content, um, we don't say do this, don't do this. We literally focus on scripture. And that's, that is where we, we, you know, sort of go from, we have a conversation kit to video kit on violence. And in my opinion, it's one of the strongest resources that we have where we discuss violence and, you know, violence is a very touchy subject, especially when we're talking about guns or no guns or all those things. We don't pick a side and just our use of scripture as our facts and information is so brilliant. And that one, it just really resonated with me as far as, okay, you know, um, this is amazing. Nobody said do or don't, we're just going here. And then from there, we decide as a viewer, you know, what we think. So yeah. That's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, I, you know, and there there might be those that would say, well, that's you need to take a side, make a stand. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've just learned over the years that if you talk through things, if you understand things better, um, then you're able to to have good conversations. And especially with this younger generation, because they they may already have an opinion or they may not have any at all. But if you can get them thinking I know it was just recently when uh, Juneteenth was made a, a national holiday that I started diving into it myself just so that I could understand it better and not necessarily take a side because there's really no sides. This is this is a celebration of a freedom for for a people that were oppressed. And so I didn't know some of those things and where it stemmed from. Uh, but like I said, one of the things that your organization uh, does is provide information. And that's so valuable. Um, God is is there in the truth. And whether it is the truth of God's word or it is the truth, um, the reality of truth in our world, it's he's there and he's present and people have an opportunity to grow. Now, one of the things that I've seen over these past several years is that you were very much a, um, you had to pay for the resources and that put kind of a, a stop on some people because they couldn't afford them or whether it was a church trying to do that, individuals. Uh, but y'all have had a, well, a paradigm shift, <laughs> which is, you know, fantastic for somebody who is who is working with students and even working with churches and youth pastors. Um, tell us a little bit about that change. So, yep, as you mentioned, we used to be a paid membership sort of subscription-based um, organization. And, you know, I think we found great success there, particularly with churches and organizations um, and definitely some parents, but there is the obstacle as a, as with any membership uh, finances. And so part of our mission is to reach a certain number of parents. Um, and the best way to reach to, to, for to expand our mission was to take away that pay. And so 
you know, we have a lot of generous donors out there who have always sort of been on our side and in our corner and they really cheered us on. And um, I, I think we just put the mission of reaching parents and making sure they had these resources and had access to them over the pay part of it. And we decided to, yeah, make that shift. And it's fairly new, it's just as of March. So we have so many things that have happened that have really sort of affirmed that that was the best choice for our ministry. So we're all really excited just as a team to watch all of this happen and feel good about that decision that was made. Well, listener, if you have looked at Access before and thought, well, we can't afford that, we're a small church, or I'm a parent and I I just can't figure out how to make it happen, now it's available. So be aware of that. I want you to know that. And then if you want to donate, like let's say that that you're you find yourself in a place where you can donate to Access and help them in their mission, is there a way that we can do that, Kelly? Yeah, actually on the website there, you know, there's a link where you can click to donate. It's very, very simple. Um, it's you can, you know, if you really want to make it reoccurring, that's an option, but it defaults to not doing so. So I think that's important because a lot of people will say just this month we're able to help and, and that's completely fine. And we do have, you know, gifts for over a certain amount. But yeah, it's right there on the website. Super easy to find. I, I didn't want us to to have this conversation and not talk about that because that was such a such a blessing. When I found out that that's the direction that you're going, I just was super excited so that more people would be able to be exposed to what what access does. Now, I, I do have kind of a maybe maybe it's an odd question. But where did <laughs> access come from? When I hear yeah. access, my brain doesn't immediately go to youth resources for parents. I mm-hmm. I have I lean more towards World War II again. <laughs> And so where did the name Axis come from? Yeah, you're actually right. It's it's kind of funny because, you know, if you Google Axis, even here in Colorado Springs, I, there's at least one other organization named Axis. Oh, um, okay. So, and and they're, they're like a printing or publishing company or something. So um, nothing in our, in our world, but the, the name from what I have been told and understand is sort of the intersection, like an Axis, the intersection okay. of culture and faith. So our logo, um, the X itself sort of looks like an axis. So it's a great, it's a great name, comes from a great idea. Uh, but, yeah. It, but yeah, but there are many axis companies out there. Yeah. So it's X-I-S, <laughs> A-X-I-S, the X being that axis yeah. sort of image. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a well, great the, question. The intersection of culture and faith, that is, that's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that there are some people out there that are there to help. Um, I'm fully convinced, my co-host Chris Vines and I, were both wholly convinced that student ministry begins in the home. And so when I see a parent's guide, I immediately think that, okay, this is great. I can hand this off to a parent in one form or another, but we do know that it's it's more than that. Um, these parent guides are great for youth pastors, for pastors, for uh, grandparents, you know, you've mentioned, I think you used a, a certain phrase, caring adults, and that's just wonderful. So if you're a teacher or a coach and you care about your students and want more information about how you can understand them a little bit better, then, man, you guys have have what they need is, is the way I feel about it. We really do. And, um, you know, once again, on the website, there is a support email. So if anybody has questions 
um, you know, they they need anything. We're here to help. We're really fast with our responses, and we're just um, super thankful for ministries and and pastors like yourself who are using our resources and and sharing them with your parents. And hopefully, we're making your lives easier as well. Well, Kelly, as we wrap up today, let me just ask this question: Is there anything else that that you might want to say to to parents or to to pastors about this whole idea of um, knowing your culture? Yeah, I think one of the things I always like to mention um, is as a parent or a pastor or a caring adult, uh, the conversations are happening. So if there's an uncomfortable topic, one that your parents didn't have with you or you didn't have maybe with um, another child of yours, you know, an older child, perhaps somebody in their 20s, these conversations are happening. So if you think about the most uncomfortable topic that you would not want to discuss with um, someone in your space um, in that 8 to 18 range, um, it is happening. And it's happening either by their phone, their friends, their friend's phone, uh, you know, whoever you can think of, that conversation is happening. And so it's really, um, I just want to encourage those caring adults to step in and have those conversations and, and maybe try to be first. And we do have a resource on that topic. And I don't even know what it is, but we all have that topic in our mind that pops in. Um, and as you mentioned, we provide questions, we provide scripture, we provide background information so you know what you're talking about. And it really builds confidence. So all of our resources, in my opinion, can build confidence in a caring adult to have a conversation with their child. It's never too late. Um, might be too early on some of those topics, but really do your research to see, you know, hey, what age are kids typically getting a phone? Um, average age is 10. So at 10 years old, um, that information becomes completely accessible unless as a caring adult, you're stepping in and and sort of figuring out how to parent through that. So yeah, that would be my advice. My advice um, as far as culture is, I know it's a little scary, some of those topics, but it's happening. Someone's going to talk to that child about that topic. Thank you, Kelly, for the words of encouragement. It is scary. Some of the topics that parents have to talk to their students about, or and for that matter, for student pastors and and student ministry volunteers, mm-hmm. you know they need to have these conversations. We don't need to be afraid of talking about some things, especially inside the walls of a, a church or a youth group time, because mm-hmm. they are learning about those things somewhere else, and it may just mm-hmm. be from the device in their pocket without a scriptural or Christ-focused viewpoint. And so, uh, again, very thankful for the work that you do. Um, If someone wants to get a hold of your organization, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the website is great. The website will have phone numbers and emails um, for people to reach out, um, you know, for anything that they need. And as I mentioned, we're, we're fairly quick with our responses. So we'd love to help. We'd love to answer questions. Um, anything we can do, it's what we're here for. And that's A-X-I-S dot O-R-G, correct? Yes, correct. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Kelly, again, thank you for being on the podcast. And listener, thank you for joining us today as we've talked a little bit about knowing our culture and that its importance as we work with students. Um, but just really check out AXIS and the work that they are doing. Um, they're going to be very beneficial as you seek to to love on students, to teach students, and to minister to them. And we'll keep doing all these things because student ministry matters. 
Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.